Hey guys, welcome to Obliviate, a Harry Potter podcast. I am your host, Christina, and I am delighted to be talking to you today. Thank you for tuning in as we go through a detailed reading, chapter by chapter, of the world's most famous and loved franchise. Together, we will discuss everything that makes the Wizarding World so unique and important to all its fans. But be aware, there will be massive spoilers along the way, so if you want to experience the magic on your own first, make sure to do so before you return here. Also, don't forget to check out the podcast's social media, searching for at Obliviate Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter, where you can leave questions, theories, or notes you wish to be included in the episodes. Without further ado, let's begin. surreal to me to actually be doing this because a podcast was most certainly not in my plans <laughs> until very very recently when I became obsessed with them uh, but here it is and I'm so excited for it I have to say that this is going to be an introductory episode meaning that we will mostly talk about the concept of this podcast and uh, I want you guys to get to know me a little better so I'll talk about you know my history with Harry Potter and what which house I belong to and all all that fun stuff and later on in other episodes we will dive into the wizarding world by talking in detail about each chapter of the seven books discussing characters spells creatures events and theories and because I would love to hear from you guys too uh, don't forget to check out at obliviate podcast on both instagram and twitter so let's get right into it. Um, I want to start off by introducing myself. My name is Christina and I'm currently 17 years old. Um, I wish I could say that I got into Harry Potter right from the beginning, but that's not true. It can't be true. <laughs> I was not around when the first books came out. Um, but I can say, you know, uh, I got into it at a pretty young age. I was around 11 years old. Uh, and I think that's a great age to start reading the books because that's when uh, Harry starts his adventure too. So it's it's great. Um, it's actually kind of a, a weird story about how I started uh, reading the first book. Um, I had my best friend, she loved them as a child and I think she still does. Um, I'm pretty sure she still does, everyone. <laughs> Once they get obsessed, it's just, they're hooked for life. So, you know, when we were young, she used to tell me about the books, and she used to be such a big Harry Potter fan, and I never really, I mean, yeah, I listened to her, but I was not, I didn't want to get into it that much. And there was this unfortunate event, um, right, two days after my 11th birthday, um, I got really sick. I don't know. I don't know what I had. I mean, I know what I had, but it was like, I was bad. I had a fever and it would not go down. And I was, it was bad. So my parents, we obviously went to the hospital and I had to stay there for a few, a few days. Actually, I think it was a week and it was horrible because, uh, the law here states that you're not allowed to, if if the child is over eight years old, you're not allowed to, he's not allowed to stay with his parents. 
So, um, yeah, that sucked for me because I was over eight years old and I had to stay alone. Um, and because at the time I did not have any, I, I mean, I had a phone, but I would not use it for social media or I would, I would just use it for talking to my parents and my grandparents and that was it. So it got kind of boring um, after the few, first few days and my dad uh, brought me uh, my, my iPad on which I had a few books downloaded and I remember it was late at night, I could not sleep, I was so bored, I was so lonely and I came across uh, my library, my downloaded library he had downloaded a few books for me and uh, some of those books were the Harry Potter franchise and so I was like well let me see what what all the hype is about what my friend keeps rambling on about what is so great about Harry Potter um, and I remember I think I texted her because I actually did not know which one was the first book and I was like, okay, so you gotta help me out. And I think I, I texted her or I called her even the next morning, I don't know. Uh, and I asked her which which was the first book. And this is how I started reading it. Um, I got hooked on it completely. I would not let it down. I think that I finished it before they let me out of the hospital, which <laughs> saying it out loud kind of sounds depressing, but it was not you know, you get sick as a child and that was all it was. But I think he was, I, I don't think that if, I'm not going to say that if I hadn't been in the, in the hospital, I wouldn't have started reading Harry Potter, but I think that it was, it's an interesting story, right? Um, it certainly helped me get through the loneliness of being alone in a hospital room uh, for a few days. And I, I loved it so, so much. Um, I got home and then I started reading the second book and then the third and the rest is history. And yeah, also dad had a great intuition um, of which books to download me. Uh, I never talked to him about Harry Potter, but yeah, he just knew what I would like. So, <laughs> Okay, so now let's talk about my wizarding passport. Uh, this is another great story of mine, <laughs> how I got into the house that I'm in. I'm a Gryffindor, but the first time that I took the test, Pottermore looked a lot more different than it does now. Uh, it was cooler. I'm going to say it, it was cooler because I, I remember you could go to classes like potion classes and actually do stuff and there would be like um house points and... It was just the community felt a lot more tight, a lot tighter, uh, and you would you could actually talk to people, and it was great. Um, so I took the test back in twenty fifteen, I think it was, and we were at school. I think we had like a free period or something, or I don't know. We were on our computers, and you know the idea struck me. I was like, let me see which house I belong to and I took the test and I was a it it said Ravenclaw and my friends from school uh, they were all reading Harry Potter at the time I think it was like it was like a virus in our class back then um, uh, my friends were like you're you're not a Ravenclaw and I was I was not a Ravenclaw I 
now that I, that I that I look back on it, I think that I understand why it came out as Ravenclaw. But I would I was so I was mad at it in a way because I did not feel like a Ravenclaw. And yeah, probably at eleven years old, I wanted to be a Gryffindor. I'm not gonna lie and say that I did not want to be a Gryffindor. That's just how uh you know, after reading the books, it was all the attention was on Gryffindor, um, which kind of sucks, but that's just how I was back then. And I got home, and I was still not okay with me being a Ravenclaw. I considered myself a Gryffindor all my life. I mean, all my life, uh, <laughs> since I started reading the books and until I uh, took the test. And I called my best friend. I told her about that, about her previously, and... She says that I cried on the phone. I did not cry on the phone, okay? I, yeah, I did want to get into Gryffindor. And I remember I took the phone, I took the test with her on the phone. But I did not cry about it. Um, and yeah, I took the test. It came out as Gryffindor. Um, and then I felt bad. I was like, oh my God, this is not, okay, this is not fair. Uh, I took the test again, so I'm not I'm not a Gryffindor. I'm a Ravenclaw, even though I don't want to. I didn't want to at the time, uh, which I was so stupid for it. Uh, Ravenclaws are great, and so shout out to all the Ravenclaws. I was stupid back then. I'm so sorry. Um, I I I was like, okay, let me, let me, chill, cool down, and take it again a third time, and we'll see what happens. I did the test a third time. It came out as Gryffindor. I was still, I still felt like a cheater. I think I still do feel like a cheater. Um, and so I took the test, I don't know how many times, a lot of times. And it, every time it, it was Gryffindor. So I accepted that, you know, um, I was a Gryffindor. I am a Gryffindor. Um, I can, like I said, uh, I think that I got into high school and my Ravenclaw-ness started to show up more than it did in middle school, uh, which is why I can see uh, why am I of a combination of the two. But just like Harry... Sorry, my, my uh, clock went on. Um, went off, sorry. Um, but just like... Just like Harry, I had a choice to make. And <laughs> my choice was to take the test again 10 times to see if I was if I was a true Gryffindor. And I can say that I, you know, um, I think that I'm, at the same time, I many times I feel like a Hufflepuff. And I can say that I have a lot of the qualities a Hufflepuff has. So I'm just a big, but I think we all are a big mixture of, the four houses. Mm, Slytherin, I don't really relate to Slytherins that much. I love them, don't get me wrong, but I just not I'm I'm I have the least like the least percentage of Slytherin in my DNA, so yeah. Um I hope I feel much better now that I am <laughs> telling this story out loud because I'm coming clean. I was not always I was not always a Gryffindor, but yeah, um, I am now. So that's all that matters. So, moving on to my wand. Um, on Pottermore, it says that I 
have a Ewood with a Dragon Heartstring Core, 10 and a quarter of an inch, and slightly springy flexibility of a wand. Let's get into what all that means. So, going to starting with wand core. Dragon, dragon heartstrings produce wands with the most power and which are capable of the most flamboyant spells. Uh, this is, I'm reading this from Pottermore. It says, then, is that, uh, it says that dragon wands tend to learn more quickly than other types and while they can change allegiance if one from their um, original master, they always bond strongly with the current owner. The dragon wand tends to be the easiest to turn to the dark arts, though it will not incline that way of its own accord. It is also the most prone of the three cores to accidents, being somewhat temperamental. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I can see what they mean uh, and why that applies to me. And then moving on to the wood that is used. I have you wood, which... um. I don't know if you might know, uh, but it it's the same wood used for Voldemort's first wand. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but reading from the Pottermore fandom wiki, um, it says that um, those who use you wands are more likely to be attracted to the dark arts than another. Uh, but at the same time, the witch or wizard best suited to a U wand might equally prove a fierce prote protector of others. And wands hewn from these most long-lived trees have been found in the possession of heroes quite as often as of villains. Uh, where wizards have been bur buried with wands of you, the wand generally sprouts into a tree guarding the dead owner's grave. What is certain, in my experience, is that the U wand never chooses either a mediocre or a timid owner. So... Yeah, um, it's it's very good in dueling. I would, yeah, I I can I understand why I have this wand. I get it. <laughs> uh, so now I want to talk about my Patronus for a little bit, which is a badger, and as you know, badgers are Hufflepuffs animals, and. This is where my Hufflepuff qualities come into the mixture because I told you about them previously. And now let's read a, a little bit about what it means to have a badger uh, Patronus. The badger. Focused, determined, protective. There's a reason the powerful badger is Hufflepuff's animal. Uh, they are very hard workers, but also tend to go at their own pace. Regardless of what a badger, uh, badger faces... It can and will eventually achieve what it sets out to do. Badgers don't let the opinions of others sway them, and they tend to have strong personalities. Those that manage to have one as a companion will have found themselves in the company of a, a staunch and loyal friend that will go to the ends of the earth for them. Often misunderstood or simply labeled stubborn, um, the badger is a tenacious in individual that will not back down from a challenge. No matter how many times they are knocked to the ground, they will always get back up again. I'm very happy with my Patronus. Uh, I love badgers. They're so cute. Um, and I love this description and I think it really, really fits me. And I'm, 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 you know, this, 
I really love it because I, like I said before, we are all uh, we are all a mixture of the four houses and this is where Hufflepuff comes into play for me. And Hufflepuff is such a, a beautiful, like a great house. And at least I have the Patronas to represent that part of it. So, okay, so the last thing on my uh, wizarding passport I want to talk about is uh, my Ilvermorny house. You know, the witchcraft from North America. Uh, I first did a t took the test back when uh, Fantastic Beasts came out. And I know that I got into Wampus. And I know that it favors warriors. And that's pretty much all I know. I have to admit that I never really got into the whole Fantastic Beasts part of the Wizarding World. It was just not my thing necessarily. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'll probably get into it. When I grow older, I don't know. <laughs> we still have to see. Um, anyway, so wrapping that up, I want to move on to a little bit of trivia about myself. Um, talking about my favorite book. My favorite Harry Potter book is most definitely uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I just love that book. I, To me, that book just represents the barrier between the main character's uh, childhood and teenagehood you know we see them start to get crushes and worry about who to take to the yule ball and all that adorable stuff which just gives them a, a splash of realness of more realness um and then at the same time we you we have we have the whole aspect of the triwizard tournament with the challenges that harry has to face and you know at the end of the book things get really dark and yeah it's a, it's a great book it's and also it's you know the um the fourth one is the first like longer book in the Harry Potter series and i i remember i had a great time reading it i think that i read it in 2 days which is which is a lot for me cuz <laughs> i'm i'm kind of a slow reader i mean yeah so Anyway, um, my favorite Harry Potter movie is next. I don't know, here <laughs> it's so difficult to choose because I have rewatched the movies, the movies so many times and I will probably do it even more times in my life. Um, and every time I rewatch them, I just picked a new favorite. And this time around, I think I'll have to go with Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, again, so many things happening in that movie, and I just love the characters that we get introduced to. You, you have Sirius, you have Lupin. You know, uh, we get introduced to the Marauders for the first time, and that's a an amazing part of the story as well. So, and also the directing in that movie is amazing, and the special effects are so beautiful and gorgeous. Except for the fact that they ended the movie in the way that it did. You know you know what I'm talking about. If, you know, the shots of Harry just flying and then it stops and it, it's on his face and it just looks weird. But <laughs> other than that, the, the movie was great. And their acting um, improved. And I'm just a great movie. But at the same time, I love the first one too. It gives me such a great sense of nostalgia and uh, 
I don't know, I get so... It's like a comfort movie for me, and I love it every time I rewatch them. Uh, and then again, the last ones, the last, the last one actually is just huge, and so it's hard to choose, but for now, I think I'll go with Prisoner of Azkaban, so that's my answer. Um, and then lastly, for my favorite character, Miss uh, Hermione Jean Granger, I can say that I relate to her on a personal level, especially since I started high school. I got so much more hardworking, and I think she played a big part in my character development. And also, um, I always said I looked like her. I mean, it started off as a joke, because when I was younger, I used to have brown, big brown bushy hair, and I hated it. I hated it with my entire soul and being, and I hated it, and... Then I watched the Harry Potter movies and I saw Emma Watson in the first ones and I was like, she has big brown bushy hair, so I do too and I don't hate it as much as Im- anymore. So yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think she's just an amazing character and I actually like Hermione in the... I mean, I don't know. There's a whole debate which I could talk about for many, many days. But, you know, uh, there's a difference between Hermione from the books and Hermione from the movies. And I think that Hermione in the book is a much more complex character because she's not as perfect as she is portrayed in the movies. Not that I don't love Hermione in the movies. She's she's a queen anyway. So, But we'll probably we'll get into that later when we discuss chapters and the actual story so yeah but that's it for now that these are a few things about myself i hope i did not bore you too much with it um but hey guys you i just want you guys to uh share your favorites and your house and your wants and anything you want about yourself and your wizarding passport on twitter and I can't wait to hear from you guys because uh, you got to know me and now I want to get to know you. So don't forget to do that. Before I end this episode, I want to give you the explanation for why I chose the title Ob- Obliviate. So as you might know, um, Obliviate is a spell used in Harry Potter for erasing other people's memories, right? So... Probably my explanation is a little bit far-fetched and my reasoning is a little bit far-fetched, but hear me out. So I was thinking about how podcasts have made me just forget about the struggles of the real world in the last year, especially with quarantine and the pandemic and all that fun stuff. Um, so basically when I, when I listen to podcasts, I just let myself get, you know, swooped away into whatever they're talking about um and i just for a few minutes or for half an hour or an hour or however the long the episode is i just kind of shut the uh the outside world out so this is what i want you to do when you listen to this you know we're gonna talk about such a beautiful story and 
at the end of the day, Harry Potter was and is, uh, still is for many people, um, an escape from the struggles of the real world outside our room. Um, so when I when you listen to this podcast, I really want you to just leave your worries at the door for for a while before you get back to them, and. Yeah, because it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to have a community, and this is why I'm so grateful to have come up with the idea of doing this. Uh, so yeah, I really want to thank you for listening to this first episode. Again, I promise. I'm sorry if I seemed awkward. I promise <laughs> it gets better, and I can't wait to dive into the first pa- uh, chapter of the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, it's gonna be really, really fun, and I can't wait to share theories and to talk about so many wonderful characters, or not so wonderful characters, you know, because we have a lot of them. Um, but yeah, don't forget to leave your thoughts on uh, our social media at Obliviate Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. And I am very, very excited to get back to you next week. Um, So yeah, bye for now. And thank you again. Have an amazing week. Bye. When you're done, just give it a tap and say, Mischief Managed. Otherwise anyone can read it.